Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hello, family. How are you doing? I hope you're doing really well and great. For me, I'm doing great, thank God. And just this past weekend, we had snow. Can you believe it? Snow in September. (laughs) Well, last weekend it was September and now it's October, but it did snow in September. And it's not uncommon though for that to happen in this part of Canada, that's Western Canada at this time of year. And I think we are expected to get more snow next week, truth be told, God help us. But oh well, that's it for the mini weather report okay but anyways blessings and peace to you today in the name of jesus because this is the day the lord has made amen and we will rejoice and be glad in it no matter what life tries to throw at us it doesn't change the fact that god is and will always be in control so don't forget to call on him because he is always there with you he is always here with me no matter what Okay, so we are not alone, family. God's got us. And it sure is a wonderful feeling knowing this truth. Amen? Amen. All right. So fam, I have a question for you. Okay, and it is, what is in your word room? (laughs) Random question, I know. But I'm actually serious. Like, what do you have in your wardrobe? For me, I have just mainly casual clothes. That could fit any occasion like work, church, and anything else. Mainly casual stuff, okay? I like casual, simple stuff. I'm a simple gal. But once in a while, I can't go overboard, okay? Just to switch things up a little. Um, so let's say church or work, for example. Before I head out, head out of the house, naturally, I'll get dressed. Ensure, and also ensure that I'm well put together. And then I'm out for the day or for some hours. And same for you, right? I'm assuming I'm assuming this is common practice, yeah? All right. And the reason why I'm asking this question about clothes and wardrobe is because I want you to be aware of the most important outfit you can wear as a Christian. Okay? And that outfit is the full armor of God. Have you heard of it before? It's referenced in Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18. And I'll read this shortly. But do you have this full armor of God in your wardrobe? Now, not wardrobe, as in W-A-R-D-R-O-B-E, where you keep your entire collection of clothes. But what I am referring to now is a word the Holy Spirit showed me, showed to me, which is wardrobe. That is spelt W-O-R-D-R-O-B-E, a place where you keep your entire collection of the word of God, the full armor of God. Amen. So now let's look at Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18 to understand why this full armor of God outfit is very important. So verse 10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Hmm. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth 
buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. So do you have this armor in your W-O-R-D robe, your word robe? Because just like your regular clothes, which you have on right now, you put them on to protect your nakedness, first of all, and then you put on clothes to serve other purposes, such as for comfort, to protect you from sunburn or wind damage in hot weather, and also to provide you with thermal or heat insulation when it's colder. And that's why in minus 30 degree temperatures, which is like crazy cold, and we get to experience here in the wintertime, actually, you wouldn't expect to wear a summer outfit to go outside. You have to dress appropriately to protect yourself. Likewise, as a Christian, are you appropriately dressed for the weather life may throw at you at any time? You may be single, dating, married, young, old, anyone that is, every Christian needs their word robes fully stocked with the full armor of God to win all of life's battles. Not some battles, but all of life's battles. And before I go further on this full armor of God and share with you how it applies in your life, I want us to first establish something here from Ephesians 6 verse 12 which says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, this armor of God, obviously, it isn't something physical. Okay, I know I've mentioned the concept of the W-A-R-D robe and the W-O-R-D robe, one is physical and the other, the word robe, W-O-R-D robe, is spiritual, meaning that you can't see it, but it is there. But both the word robe and the word robe have physical clothes and spiritual clothes in them. And the spiritual clothes in this case is the full armor of God. And saying that it is spiritual, the word of God, the word of God isn't saying that you have to go purchase a helmet or a breastplate, nothing of that sort, okay? But if the armor isn't a physical thing that we wear, how then do we wear them? The answer is also spiritually, okay? And why is that? And that's because you are a spirit being. Romans 8 verses 98 says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So what realm are you currently located? In the flesh or in the spiritual? 
If you are currently located in the realm of the flesh, where the enemy is making a mess of you as a Christian, you need to take your rightful place seated with God, commanding at his level, because like father, like child, and that's you and me, for we are God's children. So as a Christian, first things first, in order for you to win in this life, you need to understand that you are a spirit being just occupying an earthly vessel. That's why you are the temple of God. And yes, we live in this world, but we are not of this world. Okay, and that's from John 15 verses 19. And therefore, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The things that tend to disturb our peace, they are all happening spiritually, but of course, they manifest physically. Now, if our struggle, our fight is not with our fellow human beings, how then can we as humans fight spiritual forces? And the answer is this, because again, as a Christian, you are a spirit being. And in order to fight against the spiritual forces that are constantly battling for us to fail, we need our spiritual gear, which is the full armor of God. Now, not a partial armor, not wearing the, the helmet of salvation, for example, only and ignoring the rest. No, I mean the full armor of God. And not only that, as a Christian, you have been given authority because the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and lives in me also. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is from Romans 8 verse 11. And since that power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and you have been made alive in Christ, you are also seated together with Christ in heavenly places to command at the level that Jesus commands. Okay, and this verse is from Ephesians 2 verse 5 to 6, in case you want to look this up in your spare time. But why is it important to sit, sorry, to sit with Christ in heavenly places? It is because when Christ was raised from the dead, God seated Christ at his right hand in the heavenly realms, and this heavenly realm is seated far above all principality, every power and might of this world, including sicknesses, diseases, which we are called to war against, not flesh and blood. And we are seated far above all of them as well, because you have been given authority to rule on this earth. So though you live in this world, you're not of or from it. And this verse as well is taken from Ephesians 1 verses 20 to 21. So when you see yourself struggling or wrestling with someone that you love, someone who should be on the same team as you, understand this, that you are wasting your energy on the wrong person. In a marriage, husband, wife, you guys aren't enemies to yourselves. The enemy, the devil, is trying to cause confusion in your marriage. And one of its strategies is to sow seeds of misunderstanding on even the simplest of things. Again, your struggle is not against your flesh and blood. That is, you're not called to war against your wife or your husband. So husbands and wives, stop facing yourselves and fighting. Restrategize. The enemy is always strategizing. Meanwhile, you're there fighting. No, re-strategize instead and together face the real enemy, okay? The enemy cannot have your marriage, cannot have your job, cannot have nothing, 
Okay, the verse in Ephesians 6 says, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood because God wants you to know the things that look like man-made issues in your life are actually subtle and strategic influences of the enemy to destroy your peace and create chaos. And then that way you feel it is normal. No husband, no wife. Team up, re-strategize, put on your full armor, not half of it. You wouldn't put on a shirt and then forget to put on pants or trousers, right? When you leave the house, would you? <laughs> exactly. So don't put on the breastplate of righteousness to make you feel good that you're a Christian. God didn't call you to be a feel-good Christian, but a winning Christian, winning all of life's battles. Yes, God didn't say you would be a Christian and there would be no issues at all. He says the storms will come, but you will stand because you are standing on his word. So you need to put on the full armor of God. But the problem is we put them on partially while some don't even put it on at all. So how then will you win in the battle of life? Ephesians 6 verse 13 there says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you can stand. Did you see that? Not if the day of evil comes, but when the day of evil comes because it is inevitable. Because one of the biggest lies of the enemy, in my opinion, is to make Christians believe or think that just because you are Christian means you will never experience storms in your life. To make you believe the lie that you are exempt from life storms because you're Christian. And this lie is sold by the enemy to make Christians lose hope and faith when that storm does indeed come or arise. But that's not what the Bible, the word of God teaches. In Matthew 7 verses 28 to 29, that verse talks about two types of people. People who build their house on the sand, sand and those who build their, their house on the solid rock. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it also goes on to say that both people also experience storms, but the difference is in how they handle the storm. Okay, the one who built his house on the solid rock obviously will still be standing when that storm is over. And that solid rock is Jesus Christ. And the people, rather man, referenced in the verse just means Christians. And those with houses built on the sand would be the unbelievers, people who have rejected God. So we are always guaranteed to win. But in order to do so, we have to do what we have to do in order to stand firm, which is why as a Christian, you can't live this life or win at it if you don't put on the full armor of God. It is very important, okay? And that's why James 1 verse 2 says, count it all joy when storms arise, keep your head up when that clouds fall. Don't let up faith, hope in the Lord, and renew your strength, and like eagles you'll soar. <laughs> well, that's not the exact verse, okay? That's a song that references a bunch of different verses packed together in that one song. I just couldn't help but sing that song, okay? I love it too much. But James 1 verse 2 says, count it all joy when the storms rise. And why is that? Why should I be joyful? Why should you be joyful when storms arise? Because truthfully, there's nothing fun about storm, storms, is there? 
So why exactly am I counting joy for storm or storms? Well, it is because we are all geared up with the full armor of God. That is, you have the right tools to handle to handle the situation and come out su- successful. That is why you can count it all joy. See, family, isn't it amazing that God provided everything we need, like the full armor of God to win, as opposed to leaving us stranded and empty-handed for the storm to consume us? We have been equipped to win every storm or life's battles. That's why God allows the storms to happen. Why? All because he has provided you with the tools to win over every storm or life's battles. So we are fully equipped to win in this life. So let's learn how to get, to get dressed in our Christian attire or outfit, shall we? So we don't leave our everyday lives naked and exposed for the enemy to laugh at our nakedness and make a mess of us and our lives by shaming us and defeating us. No way, because we have to win in our Christian life always. Amen. All right. So the first armor mentioned in Ephesians 6 is the belt of truth. Okay, the belt of truth. And I'll also talk about the sword of the spirit as well, because they go together. So why of all the body body armor items should the first one mentioned be truth? The book of Ephesians was written around the time of the Roman Empire. Okay, and Paul most uh, must have gotten the analogy of the armor from the Roman soldiers. And if you did a quick Google search right now, you'd see what this armor looks like. Okay, and these soldiers wore all different types of armors mentioned in Ephesians 6. But the soldiers wore the belt. And it's not like your normal uh, belt that holds up your, your pants or your trousers. No, the belt the Roman soldiers put on or wore at that time, it was different. They wore a special belt to ensure they had a place to put their sword and they can easily pull it out to defend themselves when needed, as they also had to hold a shield as well. In this case, a shield of faith. So likewise, with our spiritual belts of truth, it is the essence of our Christian faith, because like in John 8 verse 32, it says, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the the, the truth shall set you free. Okay, truth that you no longer have to be a slave to sin, no longer a slave to fear because Jesus already paid the price for you and for me. You have been redeemed and you don't have to subject yourself to sin in order to find meaning or an identity from the world. Jesus already identifies with you and he already crucified your sins on the cross of Calvary so that you can be set free and you can be free. John 8 verse 36 says, if the son Jesus sets you free, then you will be free indeed. So you are free from any lie of the enemy that you would never make it in life, that you would never get married, that you would never amount to anything. God has ordained you and predestined you for a great purpose. And that is the truth. Every other thing that may want to challenge the truth of God's word is a lie. And that's it. Okay, so have your belt of truth buckled around your waist at all times. And if the enemy wants to sell you a lie to get you to unbuckle that belt of truth and expose yourself to their attacks, you remember that your sword is in place within that belt and you pull out your sword. That is the word of God. Okay, 
and you begin to recount or speak the truth of God's word upon or over your life. If the devil comes to say you will never be married, you pull out that sword, the word of God to say Proverbs 18 verse 22, verse 22 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So I am a good thing. I am a wife and I will be found because in the beginning, God made them male and female and God has made a male to my being female. And I stand on the promises of God for my life because God has told me that my expectations shall not be cut short. God has told me to expect this great marriage. So I choose to stand on that solid rock and I shall not be shaken. Okay, amen. And by doing that, you've just taken your sword. Okay, the word of God from your belts of truth buckled around you to cut down any lie that devil wanted to sell to you because the word of God is alive and active in you. Amen. Amen. And also, if the rent is coming due and there is no money and the enemy is trying to sell you a lie that you'll be thrown out on the street, that you will be homeless, you take out that sword, the word of God, and say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Though it may look like I can't pay the rent right now, I walk by faith and not by sight. I may not see the provision yet, but I see God making a way out for me. I see God parting the Red Sea for me and showing me what I need to do in order to pass this seemingly great sea before me in order to get out of the situation because he will bring me out. Amen. Because if you think about it, when a soldier is fighting a battle and they're wielding their sword, at the time they haven't won the battle, right? They fight because if the sword isn't wielding, then you are opening up yourselves to the enemy's attacks. So you keep wielding that sword, the word of God, because victory is already yours in the mighty name of Jesus. But you have to wield that sword. You have to speak that word of God, that life given word to keep your situation alive. And you will see the living God take action. So whatever situation you may be in life, you need to do the same as well. Keep rightly dividing the word of truth to stop any lies of the enemy. And you keep standing on that solid rock, which is Jesus and his word, because his word is the truth. Okay, so ensure Ensure you have your belt buckled at all times by studying the word of God to ensure you can quickly and easily reach that sword from within your belt and also know how to properly wield that sword, that word of God when needed because there is power in the name of Jesus and you are powerful. So stop letting the enemy make a mess of you. Instead, demolish the enemy with the living and active word of God with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the sword of the spirit within that belt. Amen. Now, the second armor is the breastplate of righteousness. Um, the breastplate was something worn by the Roman soldiers um, back then to protect their vital organs like the heart, their lungs, and other organs important for life. And in terms of our spiritual lives, how it uh, relates is that the enemy is always after our hearts because it is very important in our walk with God. The Bible says, as a man 
thinketh in his heart, so is he. Meaning the things you harbor in your heart affect how you speak and also act. And then that change, changes and affects your world. And in Matthew 15, verse 18 and 19, Jesus said, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. So out of the heart of a man comes evil things naturally from the unsaved man, a man that hasn't yet accepted Jesus Christ, a man who is still a slave to sin. But now you and I, we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Okay, and because you have been redeemed, God has given you a new heart, a clean heart, and also has put a new spirit in you. God has removed, removed from you a heart of stone and giving you a heart of flesh, a softer, calmer, and pure heart. So don't forget to put on your breastplate of righteousness as well. You need to protect your heart from the attacks of the enemy. Okay, now moving on to the shoes of peace. Well, that, that's how I put it. Uh, what's a good outfit, first of all, without shoes? Okay, so don't forget the shoes of peace. We have the peace of God and we need to share this peace with others, not strife. Um, the NLT version puts it this way. It says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Okay, as a soldier in the battlefield, you need to put your shoes on. To ensure you are fully prepared and your feet stays protected as well. Fully prepared to move easily on the battlefield, to run and not be wary, to walk and not faint. Why do you need to wear peaceful shoes on your feet? Because if your legs, your source of movement is affected, you can't move, you can't go anywhere. There would be no progress and the enemy can pounce on you. So you have to be able to move with these shoes of peace. And now moving on very quickly here before I run out of time, <laughs> the shield of faith. What is faith? Faith is believing what God has promised you, even though it hasn't happened yet. So the shield of faith is shielding the promises of God over your life with the word of God. When the devil says you will never get married because it seems like time is running out, you make a confession of faith and say, my God will make my marriage beautiful in his time, not in my time. And God never runs out of time. My God who has started this good work in me is too faithful to complete it. You block out all of the enemy's lies and you send the enemy's arrows back to sender. So guard yourself with that truth and keep speaking confessions of faith based on the word of God. Because remember, you have to put on the full armor of God, not partial armor. So the shield of faith is very important because it is your proof to God that you believe in him and also believe, believe he will do what he has promised and he will never fail. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So keep that belt of truth buckled to your waist and the word of God, the sword of the spirit close. Study your Bible, know the truth of what God has said and always says about you and let everyone else that says anything otherwise be a liar. Amen. Stand on the promises of God for your life because God is more than faithful to finish the good work he has started in your life. He is not a God of abandoned or unfinished projects. He will complete that great work in you for sure. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And then the last one I want to talk about here is the helmet of salvation. Okay. And what is the purpose of a helmet? As we all know, it is to protect the head. 
in essence, to protect the human brain, your powerhouse. In the sense of the spiritual battles we Christians have to fight and win, you must protect your mind. Because once this mind system, your mind system is corrupted, hmm, it corrupts your whole body. So, to, so protect your mind with the helmet of, of your salvation because it was by grace that you and, ha, you and I, uh, <laughs> because it was by grace that you and I have been saved. You died to your flesh when you believed Jesus died on the cross for you and you have been redeemed. Romans 8 verse 5 to 6 says, uh, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So if you find yourself having evil thoughts planted by the enemy, then it means your mind is exposed and your helmet of salvation isn't on. If the enemy sows a seed of death or suicidal thoughts in your mind and says you will die, you, quil you, you, you quickly have to put on the helmet of salvation, which you probably forgot to put on, okay? And you let that devil know that you shall not die, but live to declare the goodness of God in your life. And that's from Psalm 118 verse 17. Also, if the enemy tries to remind you of your past, you let that devil know that all things have passed away and all things have been made new in Christ Jesus because you have been made a new creation when you gave your life to Christ, your salvation. So your mind is governed by the spirit of God. You have a mind that is alive and peaceful. So protect your mind if you haven't yet given your life to Christ because if not, you don't have the spirit of God governing your mind to ensure you have peace in your mind. So when next you get dressed physically, don't forget to also put on your spiritual armor, okay? Don't go out fully clothed physically, but naked spiritually, thereby leaving yourself open to all the different forms of attacks of the enemy. Because remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And you are seated far above every principality, every power, every sickness, everything that may try to harm you in your walk with, with Christ and in this world. So don't go out of your home spiritually naked. Don't let the enemy make a mess of you like they did with the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19 verse 13 to 17. Those guys, they tried to drive out demons from people who were demon-possessed using the name of Jesus that they heard Paul preaching with or about. They didn't actually believe and they tried to drive out the evil spirits, but instead the evil spirit pounced on them. Why? because they didn't have the full armor of God in their lives. They saw Paul working miracles, but they didn't see that he, had, that he had the armor of God on him at that time. So you need to have your armor on at all times, okay? So will you be like the sons of Sceva, of which you can read in your own spare time, the full story, and that's from Acts 19, verse 13 to 17. So will you be like the sons of Sceva, that want to command as they saw a believer command without the full armor of God in place and the enemy made a mess of them? Or will you be a true son or daughter of God and command and rule your life wearing the full armor of God and make a mess of the enemy instead, not the other way around? Because it is not enough for you to be a Christian. You must be a winning Christian. It is not enough for you to hear the word of God and expect the full armor of God to just take its place automatically on your body like it's an Iron Man suit, 
Okay, no, you must be intentional and put on your full armor of God. The same way you are intentional when you put on your clothes before you leave your house physically. Because that shows you are ready to win in this life against whatever storm that comes your way when you are fully armed with the full armor of God. God doesn't want you scared when you are faced with a storm. He wants you to say, bring it on with all confidence because you know that storm is going down defeated. Not you, but the storm is going down defeated. Jesus already overcame the world and was victorious. So you will also be victorious as long as you fully protect yourself with the full armor of God. Okay, God bless you guys. God bless you, family. We'll see you next week. I'm out of time. I got to go, but we'll see you next week. And don't forget to leave your home fully clothed with the full armor of God, not just your physical clothes. Okay, remain blessed. Thanks for rocking with us. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.